0: So today we're going to be covering a topic that I know is of interest to so many of you listeners because I hear from you almost like on a daily basis about labs. So we're going to be really diving in kind of deep on labs to ask for and you know really how to get the lab work that you need even if you're experiencing some resistance at the doctor's office and I want to introduce you to um, one of my favorite lab experts, and his name is Dr. Alan Hopkins. He's a graduate of Loma Linda University School of Medicine, and he is a board-certified doctor in emergency medicine. He's completed an A4M fellowship in anti-aging medicine. Uh, Dr. Hopkins is also the founder of yourlabwork.com, which I'm going to tell you a little bit more about in a minute. Um, It's really an exciting new company, and um, I know that you're going to be really uh, interested to hear about this, but he's an assistant clinical professor in the Department of Surgery um, and perioperative care at Dell Medical School at the University of Texas in Austin as well. And Dr. Hopkins is really an advocate of innovative medical care, and he believes that when patients understand their medical care and can access it on their terms, they become a motivated participant in their health. And I think that's really about being a diva at the doctor, which I talk about a lot. So Welcome Dr. Allen to the PCOS Diva podcast. Hey,
1: thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: So, we met a couple years ago and you were talking about this idea of patient directed labs where, you know, a patient can go and kind of order their own labs. Um, and it really puts control into the patient's hands. And this was so exciting to me because I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the doctor um, with symptoms of like low thyroid and really wanting more than just my TSH checked. And with women with PCOS having you know, higher risk of Hashimoto's disease, I, I really wanted to know if I had markers for that. and my doctor refused to test that, and I was kind of, um, you know, felt like I, you know, hit a wall, um, and I didn't know where to turn, so I know I'm not the only one out there that has had frustrations around getting the labs um, that they want, um, you know, ordered from the doctors, and so your, you know, new initiative at the time was really exciting to me, so I'd love it if you could tell, um, you know, a little bit about your background uh, and your experience, you know, working as a, a clinician and what you found and, um, you know, it, how it was difficult for patients to kind of move forward and take ownership, like you talk about getting access on their terms and what led you to um, start your lab work.com.
1: Yeah, well, so... You know, as an, as an ER doctor, I have to tell you, you know, we, uh, you know, we don't necessarily have a, a bunch of time with with our patients. We, you know, we have these emergency conditions and we, you know, we're trying to stabilize people. And one of the big missing things that I've found in, in all aspects of medicine, not only emergency medicine, is that time where we actually sit down and explain the testing to, to the patient so that they understand what we were testing and why we were testing and were they would normal? Were they optimal? You know what what, what were we looking for? And uh, and this whole explosion, really, of of, of information and, and access to information, has really led to a huge pent up demand by people. They just want to know. You know they they want more information. And unfortunately, the way medicine works these days is, you know, we're we're pumping through all the patients, and there's just not that time. And so um, many years ago, I found it very valuable for patients to take ownership in their information. And if they understood it and they could go and read more about it and learn more about it, uh, they would come in asking sort of better questions and that would make them more compliant. They would be willing to, you know, take this or that for their particular problem. So nowadays, even in the emergency room, uh, when I work, I will print out uh, every lab test and every uh, radiology study, and I will review them with every patient so that they understand what we tested, why we tested, it, and what these tests mean uh, to us in hopes that they'll, you know, have some interest in understanding it. The, the idea of direct access lab testing really came not from that. It really came out of a financial need uh, for people. Um, several years ago, um, maybe about five years ago, I noticed this huge swing uh, in people's deductibles, And uh, people used to have, you know, decent insurance, and uh, and all of a sudden, their deductibles became very, very high, and the cost shifted uh, to the the patient or consumer. And so people, um, my patients, were really, you know, looking for a a better alternative. And I remember I had, here I was in Texas, and I had this private practice on the side, which I still have, and uh, I had some people in Florida that I ordered blood tests for. And they went into the lab there in Florida, and I ordered tests, and they got a bill for, like, $2,000. And I knew that these tests uh, were way overpriced, and they could get them uh, much, much cheaper if they could get access uh, to contracts, you know, that that physicians have. We could provide them as savings. And it kind of occurred to me, there's got to be a better way for people to, to get access to these tests at a much better price. And so yourlabwork.com is a direct access platform for consumers nationwide, and it was really born out of financial necessity. And the beauty of it is that now people can access this information on their own. And and maybe their doctor didn't want to run specialized thyroid testing, but because the person's interested in it, they can go to our website now and order it for themselves and uh, so the idea of the website was really born out of trying to actually save people money and give them access to the health information that uh, many of them so desperately wanted.
0: So I would love um, to take a moment and sort of talk about the the basic PCOS labs that you like to run for for women that you see in your practice that you suspect might have PCOS um, or you know, have PCOS. I know I just wanted to um, just bring attention to my the labs guide that I've put out. Um, it's available on my website. It's a free download. And I have a list of guides that, uh, a list of labs that that I like to, um, you know, see done for women with PCOS. But I'd love to hear what you, what labs you like.
1: Yeah. So the interesting thing about uh, PCOS is that, um, We've seen more and more uh, PCOS, perhaps more than we've we've ever seen before. And uh, really, the theory behind this is it's born out of insulin resistance. Um, And nobody's really checking for fasting insulin. Um, You know what is insulin? You know it's a hormone that's released by the pancreas in response to blood sugar. And so many of us are out there. We're eating too many carbs. uh, We're all struggling with our weight. And uh, many of us have developed this insulin resistance. Uh, We go to our doctor, and they (laughs) they don't pick it up because they don't necessarily even check fasting insulin. So what ends up happening is fasting insulin levels start going high, and the theory is that this actually interferes with releasing hormones from the brain called LH and FSH. These releasing hormones then sort of get messed up in their signaling down to your ovaries, and they, they signal your ovaries to start chopping up cholesterol into testosterone instead of estrogen. And so we'll see women with high fasting insulin levels and then high testosterone levels. And women don't do so well when they have high testosterone levels. It interferes with their period. And of course, as you know, probably better than than most everyone, you know, they get acne and and they get irritability. And of course, with the fasting insulin high, um, they're they're very, uh, very much struggling with their weight. Um, And so these labs, aren't particularly tested and so we miss out on testing fasting insulin for many people and by the way if you have high fasting insulin levels it's really the first thing that we see on the road to diabetes you know if your pancreas is is struggling it's having to over make this hormone and over produce it for many years uh, it can get tired and wear out and then your blood sugars can rise Uh, And then your A1C, of course, this is a three-month measurement of your blood sugar, can go higher and higher until you find yourself in diabetes. So when we talk about disease interception, we always like to intercept diseases at the very earliest stages. And so actually finding out what somebody's fasting insulin level is and actually getting that uh, down uh, not only will help reverse PCOS, but actually can help prevent them from going on to develop diabetes. So it is important. The other thing that you mentioned that I think that um, not a lot of people really look into too much is the thyroid. And uh, I remember I worked with an endocrinologist for many years, and uh, even he felt only a TSH was necessary. Um, Well, we know that there's about 15% of the population that has trouble getting that active thyroid hormone, which is called free T3. And uh, if we just check a TSH, we're gonna miss that 15% of the population and therefore miss an opportunity uh, for intervention. And then, of course, your antibodies. You have uh, TPO antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies listed on your thyroid panel as well. And this is so important for women everywhere because there's over 20 million women with Hashimoto's thyroid disease, which is an autoimmune attack on their thyroid. And all thyroid problems can affect the way that we you know, live our lives and also the way that we, uh, our fertility is and so on. And so it's super important uh, to think about thyroid testing. And I also see you have nutrients on there. Very important. Uh, So many people are deficient, uh, particularly in vitamin D. About 70% of people are felt to be deficient in vitamin D. And then magnesium you have listed. About 80% of people are thought to be deficient in magnesium. So it is important to get these things checked. And of course you have B12 so important as a nutrient uh, for evaluation of all kinds of metabolism, including your carbohydrate metabolism.
0: Yeah, and I just wanted to um, mention about B12 too. So many women with PCOS are on metformin and the birth control pill, and both of those deplete B12. And a lot of times, um, I know that recommendations for metformin now is that you Um, are supplementing with B12, you know, while you're on um, metformin. But I think it's so important for women to have B12 checked. Um, And it's not something that I think that most practitioners really look for. Um, At least that's been in my experience of talking to women. Um, And the um, side effects of low B12, so many of them kind of mimic PCOS um, symptoms so I, I love that, um, you know, that your, that your lab works, you can get a B12 test really fairly inexpensively.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that about metformin. And uh, I could talk about metformin ad nauseum um, b- because not many uh, doctors uh, will ever sit down and tell their patients that metformin depletes the body of, of all B vitamins And uh, not only B12, but all B vitamins. And I get, you know, I get a little bit frustrated because we just simply don't take the time to talk about metformin enough to make people comfortable in taking it. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to mention this because I just think it's important for for your crowd out there. If, If you take metformin, um, and, and you start having the most common effect, was, which is GI upset. About 30% of people will have you know, GI upset, whether it's diarrhea or bloating or excessive gas or so on. Um, so many people will stop taking it uh, after three days or so. I just can't take it. Um, however, we find that about 90%, uh, even 95% of people who will just continue to sort of fight through it for two weeks or so, uh, those symptoms will go completely away. Um, and if you take it, of course, you know, with food, uh, that's helpful. If you take it in low dosing, that's helpful. Um, but you, you should never start on super large doses of metformin and not take it with food uh, because you're, you're asking for GI upset. Um, and this is why taking metformin and ramping it up slowly over a period of month is, is really important because you can avoid that really common side effect, with, which is GI upset. If If our doctors would just take the time to explain to us why they're putting us on the medicine, what, what's the most common side effect that we can expect, and how we can combat that side effect. Um, and, and, and talk about this whole B vitamin the depletion issue. Um, our, our, our patients would be so much better informed, and they would get a much better result. So I just have to mention that about metformin, because I've just seen that so many times, and I hate for people to discontinue a medicine um, that they really need uh, that, they, that they potentially are going to get enormous benefit from. Um, if only they were given just a little more information, they would have fought through it. So if your doctor thinks you need to be on metformin and it is important, um, that is the number one side effect to expect. You're going to get some GI upset. Uh, 30% of people will have that.
0: Yeah, great great tips about like ramping up slowly with, with metformin. Um, the other nutrients slash I guess it sort of acts like a hormone in your body too is vitamin D and um, I think sometimes that isn't something that gets overlooked and can make such a tremendous impact in you know your energy levels and your fertility um, you maybe you could talk about just uh, the right type of vitamin D testing oh to yeah ask for
1: yeah, so uh, so the one thing about vitamin D um, in, in its relation to PCOS is that we really think that vitamin D helps insulin work better. And remember, if the leading cause of PCOS is, is high fasting insulin levels, wouldn't it be great if there was a nutrient that actually helped insulin become more efficient and work better? And we really feel like that nutrient is vitamin D. And again, 70% of people are deficient in vitamin D. And so you really want to, uh, get your vitamin D levels checked. Um, it is important uh, that people get the correct vitamin D testing done um, and so we we do have that testing it 's called twenty five o h testing um, we actually We actually report out uh, three different levels of vitamin D uh, so that you know exactly where you 're at because normal for us um, i mean for for us, when I say for us as um, integrative practitioners, would be to have your vitamin D levels on the higher side. So instead of, you know, vitamin D has a very large normal range from 30 to 100. Um, we really want to be above 60 because when we get above 60, that's we get all the benefits, better function of insulin, which can potentially help with PCOS, a lower risk of certain types of cancers. Um, and of course, we think it helps with blood pressure, prevention of seizures, uh, mood disorders. We think people have less problems when their vitamin D is optimized. So vitamin D is probably one of the most heavily researched vitamins because of the extensive benefits we believe it has. So we do like to, um, to get that tested. And I think we're starting to see more and more doctors Put their patients on vitamin D, and it's kind of different, you know, because it's it comes in international units instead of milligrams, and so uh, so people get a little bit confused and they start talking about it. But you know, most of my uh, patients are on anywhere from 2,000 international units per day to 5,000 international units per day, Um, and so vitamin D is something that um, uh, super super common uh, for people to be deficient in. So. Um, So it is important to get tested. And of course, you get the vitamin, you get your normal vitamin D from from sunshine. Um, That sun comes down and hits your skin and converts that pro-hormone vitamin D uh, into a form that now can be activated by a healthy liver and a healthy kidney into the form that our cells use. And every cell in our body uses vitamin D. So it is important to have Nowadays, we're not getting out in the sun as much, and maybe we're putting on sunscreen, so that's blocking the conversion. Um, so as doctors, we don't want to tell you to go out in the sun and, and expose your you know, risk of skin cancer to go higher. So we tell you to go ahead and supplement with it. And years ago, we had such terrible problems with vitamin D that we began fortifying our, our milk and cereal with this because our children just weren't building strong bones and they were having fractures. And so this is why you know milk and, and, and so on, uh, and cereal uh, has been fortified with vitamin D uh, because we just have been depleted uh, for so for so long. So uh, chances are uh, you have vitamin D deficiency. Um, if you have PCOS, it could potentially help you. So you know, uh, we of course always would advise you to get it checked and see where your level is, and then try to get to optimal so that you can get all the benefits of vitamin D, not just the uh, helping with the insulin.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's really important to see where you're at. Um, and then you know your doctor can help you with the dosage. I know s- some women have to kind of have some mega doses to kind of get themselves boosted um, so they can be optimized, but it's important to get that kind of baseline.
1: Yeah, and, that, and by the way, the interesting thing about vitamin D is once you start taking the vitamin D supplementation, it, it doesn't fix itself over several weeks. I mean, it will take months uh, of supplementation to get you to the levels where you need to be. So it is something that, you know, getting a baseline test done is good, starting on a treatment plan as arranged by your doctor, and then ultimately getting it rechecked in six months or so for most people is, is, is what happens.
0: So I, I want to turn to some, um, another test that we talk about, about um, you know, a, a fair amount on the PCOS Diva podcast, and that is the MTHFR um, genetic mutation. And, uh, you yeah, we talk about that in relation to, you know, making sure that you have folate instead of folic acid. And it could also, um, you know, lead to some, you know, miscarriage for women with PCOS. Uh, but I think there's a lot of um, confusion on how to figure out whether you have that mutation or not. I, I think that, um, you know, it, it's funny by by. Uh, husband had um, some like a cardiac procedure he had an ablation a couple of years ago and I remember talking to the doctor and this is like a like a renowned cardiologist and I said well my my husband has you know the M- both variations of the MTHFR mutation he didn't even know what MTHFR was mm. so I, I I feel like if you know like this renowned cardiologist doesn't know like you you know your are av- primary care physician often kind of looks at you cross-eyed, like, what is that? So then it's really hard to to get a test to find out if, they, if the doctor doesn't even know what it is. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and talk about the, um, the lab that you all offer to find out whether you have that genetic um, variant.
1: Yeah, so um, it turns out that I, I actually have that MTHFR variant as well. Um, so the way that, the, the way that your dot has, has worked is we actually listen to uh, the consumer. So, you know, what tests are you guys interested in? And once we get enough people, you know, commenting or writing in, or, you know, letting us know more information, we will add that test. And it, interesting enough, MTHFR was one of those. We just had this huge sort of outpouring of, Hey, can you offer this, this genetic test? And, uh, so we began to offer it on our website uh, mthFR um, is is not well known it 's not well known by, by by your doctor most likely um, and more people are talking about genetic testing because we're starting to see um, we 're starting to see people go and get their own genetic testing done um, because your doctor doesn 't know about it they 're not going to ever order the test so you 're not going to necessarily know um, The real question is if you have an mthFR um, who are the doctors that know about it, and what is the treatment and Uh, and how can you avoid problems with your MTHFR? So what it tests for is basically two variants, two genetic variants that people get, very common mutations in this particular gene. And uh, one of them is 1298, that's just the the location. The other one's 677, and essentially all you're doing is you're changing one amino acid for another, and that's the genetic mutation. But it can cause all sorts of problems, Particularly the six seven seven uh, type, that six seven seven type is the type that tends to cause the, you know the problems that we see, and all of these things require methylation, so they require methylated folate and methylated B twelve. We love to test for it because the treatment is natural. You you give them methylated uh, B twelve and methylated folate, particularly methylated folate. Methylated folate is is inexpensive, and um, and it can fix a lot of problems. We think that the inability to methylate properly. And many people are probably like, well, what the heck's methylation? Methylation is simply where we change one uh, substance into another by adding, you know, a carbon and three hydrogen atoms. And we do this trillions of times per second in our body. And if we can't, you know, do this very well, then we're, we're not going to be uh, optimizing our metabolism. And you know, of course, if we don't know about the test and nobody's ordering it, uh, we're not going to ever, you know, get the treatment that we need, which is a natural treatment. So I do encourage people to look at, you know, whether or not they have a, you know, a methylation problem. Um, And when it be, you know, when it comes to miscarriages and so on, super important uh, if you're trying to get pregnant and so on, that you know what your MTHFR status is. Um, so we, we do offer that testing. Uh, it's under a genetics tabs on your page. So it's, um, which your page is yourlabwork.com your forward slash PCOS Diva.
0: And I just wanted to make a quick note that both the PCOS Diva Essentials Multi and the Perfect Prenatal um, contain, you know, both methylated um, folate and B12. So if you do have the MTHFR mutation, you know, you're you're safe with those. The
1: other thing. Uh, and, uh, oh i want to I want to just uh, say thank you for that because so here's the here 's the issue so if you're um, taking a nutraceutical it's always awesome to know uh, why you're taking it and what you 're trying to reverse inside your body or what you're trying to fix, and what that does is it really helps you um, stay accountable to yourself and uh, and it gives you that additional motivation that you need. Uh, when you understand the reason you're taking it. So I, I, I'm super happy that you do that because offering a solution for people is, is really what we need. Um, it's one thing to have a lab test, and it's one thing to have a nutraceutical, but if you have an abnormal genotype and you have a solution for it uh, in, in that, so you fix, you fix your lab test with your solution. So that's
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. And, um, you know, I also have the MTHFR, so that was really important for me. (laughs) Um, so I I also, uh, kind of want to just talk a little bit about, um, inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so inflammation is a root cause of, you know, many chronic diseases and certainly PCOS. Um, I, I know you know, we recommend having inflation, um, Inflation, inflammation markers tested we could talk about about that for a minute but I also love that you um offer food sensitivity testing and you know for me that was a real um critical piece of the puzzle to get my inflammation under control certainly you know I realized that I was um sensitive to gluten and dairy. They caused a lot of inflammation in my body, but it wasn't until I had some food sensitivity testing done to find out that I was really sensitive to eggs, and I remember, like, eating um, some, like, paleo muffins that I had prepared, and, you know, was just so tired and felt so inflamed that they had a lot of eggs in them, and I never really made, I mean, it for somebody who's, I think I've become very sensitive to food and how food makes my body feel, like I never made that connection with eggs until I had that food sensitivity panel done. And I think um, that's another really important piece of information for, for women with PCOS to figure out what other foods they're sensitive to. So I love that you offer that and, you know, I was, was hoping you could you speak about that test a little bit too.
1: Oh, yeah, so uh, so first of all, uh, inflammation um, is best measured um, by a, a blood test called HSCRP, and what does the HS and CRP mean? Well, it just means high sensitivity CRP. CRP is just a protein that we found elevated in inflammatory states in our body. So if we measure CRP levels, it can be quite a predictor of who's going to go on to develop all kinds of problems, including cancers and autoimmune diseases early strokes, and heart attacks. But women who have PCOS um, oftentimes will have the high fasting insulin, as I measured, and this alone uh, can cause an inflammatory state because it's a metabolic disturbance of the body. So the higher your CRP level is, sort of the worse your problem is. So when we see CRPs, we try to fix problems. So if you had a high fasting insulin, we try to lower that. Um, And then the idea of food sensitivity is, There's two ways to measure food sensitivity really in the body. We look at immunoglobulins. These are proteins made by our liver, you know, and they're meant uh, to form, you know, reactions to things we're exposed to. Well, we can check IgE food sensitivity. The issue with that is those are the kind of things where we take the food, like the nut or the peanut or whatever, and we swell up really quick and we start having trouble breathing. Um, That is an IgE-mediated Event. This is a sudden, severe problem that now we know we can't eat peanuts again, right? And this almost always is diagnosed very early on in life, and usually in, in children, we find IgE problems. Um, so as an adult and, and an older person, we're much more likely to have issues with IgG or immunoglobulin G. This is the, sort of the long-term inflammatory response to foods, and uh, we do offer uh, both types of testing on our site the IgG testing, uh, which is what you're talking about, food sensitivity, uh, um, is the popular um, test we have when it comes to, to food testing. Um, and it does break down um, the issue of, you know, what is your response to all sorts of things? So we look at about 190 uh, different uh, foods uh, and so on, and it will out, you know, whether or not you have a severe problem, a mild problem, or moderate problem, or no problem at all. And so it is something that if you have inflammation in your body, uh, that uh, you look at food sensitivity. uh, And by the way, like many women, I had mentioned this earlier, had have Hashimoto's thyroid disease. Over 20 million women do. And so it's a super common autoimmune disease. We know that about 20% of people with autoimmune thyroid disease can be reversed. And so one of the things that a lot of the integrative doctors are looking at now is food sensitivity testing and eliminating those foods from that person's diet that they're most sensitive to uh, in hopes of of lowering that autoimmune uh, effect on the thyroid. And so they're having success with that, and I think that's, um, that's sort of why it's being pushed so widely. So you can see that food sensitivity testing is good to resolve inflammation in general, Uh, by taking certain foods out. So instead of sort of guessing, you know, you're testing to try to find out what foods you you tend to react to.
0: So I'd love for you to kind of guide us through the process of, you know, getting your own labs. Like what does that, what does that really mean? Does it require a doctor's visit or um, a a consult or how, how does it all work?
1: So um so it's it's kind of cool because all you have to do is go online to, to our website and you, you of course have the link there and you've you have your own page that you've built for for people so if they are interested in the PCOS diva you know, labs, um, they're able to do that, and we've built these panels for you. But essentially it works this way. Um, you visit the website, um, you go through and you pick yourself what, uh, what lab offerings you would like for yourself, and you simply order them. You just check out just as you were checking out of any website. Um, within a few minutes of checking out, you'll get a, con- a, a confirmatory email which will tell you, hey, thanks for your order. We're going to go ahead and process your lab requisition." So we have people that look at uh, your, your labs and what you want, and uh, we actually have physicians who are, will order your lab uh, for you, uh, and that's all included in the price of the lab. You don't pay anything extra. You're not seen by that doctor. They just put their name on the lab requisition. Why is this important? Well, it's important because when your labs come back, you know we want to have the physician look at it very quickly just to make sure there's not a panic value on there something that you would need to immediately go to the emergency room on. It's really done for people's safety. Um, And then once there's no panic value on there, uh, we just release it directly to you uh, and so that you receive the lab results yourself. And with that, uh, we will have um, some uh, suggestions for people if they want to follow up. These are third-party physicians that are happy to review the labs in person with you uh, via telemedicine. Uh, they use telemedicine platforms so they can talk to, you know, clients all over the United States uh, and world, uh, for that matter, if they want to review their, their lab tests um, and if you want really a, a physician's, um, you know, recommendations and so on. And so that's kind of how the process works. Uh, how long does it take? Uh, you get your lab requisition from us. Uh, you uh, can download it and print it off if you want and take it directly to one of over thousands of locations here in the United States, and uh, it's Quest Diagnostics is who we partner with, and they have a lot of blood draw stations. And you just walk in there and you get your blood work done, and within two to seven business days, depending on what tests you ordered, you'll receive the results back. So um, so this is sort of an emergency situation, like if you need emergency testing done and you need to have this, you need to know immediately you need to go to the emergency room, right? So if you're having... Severe symptoms, this is really not for you. This is for someone who's being proactive about their health, they've had issues for a while, and they just want to look deeper into it. Or this is for people that have really high deductibles, you know, and they want to save some money. Um, Our prices um, are very good. Um, This is a cash-based system. We don't use any insurance. If people have HSA or FSA, um, we can give you a receipt, and, and you can submit it for that. Uh, but this is done outside the insurance model, and this is financially cheaper. These labs charge your insurance companies much, much more. And the problem is, if you haven't met your deductible, uh, all these costs uh, are then shifted to you. So this is for people, um, really, who are looking for uh, a, a better, cheaper alternative uh, to getting lab testing, but also people who may just, maybe they have good insurance, but they just want to order their own tests. Maybe they've been to their doctor and they've wanted deeper thyroid testing, or maybe they wanted to get that insulin level checked or the nutrient levels checked, and they just want to do it, and this is a way to put that power uh, back in their hands. And so they're able to do so on our website. So I hope that answers the question. The one thing I did want to mention, there are four states that uh, limit testing. Uh, and and it's, it's really their state laws that do that. And that's New York, uh, New Jersey, uh, Rhode Island, and Maryland. And there are no direct access lab companies that operate within these states because of the restrictive state laws. Um, they require people to go to a doctor first and then uh, go through the whole uh, sort of, you know, uh, whether or not that doctor will order the test for you or not. It's up to them. But, uh, but this is available in, in the other 46 states.
0: And so do you get your results via email or is it um, through the mail?
1: Yeah, so, um, so you get your results via secure email. Um, it'll come in with a, a password protected and you'll have instructions on how to open it and you'll be able to download them and print them. We are actually building a portal right now, so, um, so it will be in the future that all your results will be available. Uh, behind our portal so it'll be a repository for your labs you'll be able to see you know what you've done in the past. There also is an app um, that we uh, will direct people to and on the app, you can, um, you can follow your lab results over time too. It'll store it on the app on your phone. So there are different you know, ways to, to receive your blood work and of course if people wanna have their uh, results sent to their doctor, you know we can do that with their permission. So um, we do follow HIPAA which is the federal guidelines to protect your private health information. We don't want anybody to take your health information, and, uh, and it's really against the law to do so. So we try to, we will protect it, and, um, and uh, so that's what you need to know from us.
0: So can you tell us about the special discount code that you so generously are offering um, you know, our listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so if you use – there is a place that when you check out, and you won't know this until you go and you order testing and you actually check out there'll be a box there that says coupon code. And uh, for your audience, we, we've created a coupon code called Diva 20 And uh, that will give you $20 off your, your order. Um, and, and that'll be, if you just write that down, that'll work every single time uh, that, you, that you use the site. And this is only for, for your audience.
0: Great, so that's PCOS Diva 20 and you can um, go to, yourlabwork.com slash pcusdiva and you can see um, the the lab groupings that sort of um, coordinate with my labs guide as well as some of those specialty labs that we were talking about um, on the podcast today the um, food sensitivity, the IgG food sensitivity, and um, the genetic, that's under food tolerance testing, and then under genetic testing is the MTHFR. I think and something else that we didn't really have time to talk about was like the different exposure um, tests, you know, to see if you ha- were exposed to um, heavy metals or mold. I mean, I think those are also kind of... Um, can often be missing links as to why you're not feeling well. Um, and those are available on, on that page as well.
1: Yeah. So I think if, if people just get a chance to, you know, go, to, go to, to your page there and look through it, they're able to order a single test at a time if they need to do so. Uh, or if they want to bundle it with your suggested bundles, they can do that. Uh, the idea here is that n- now they have the power, the power is in their hands to get the labs that they want and, um, and that's awesome. I highly recommend that people take control of their health. And if you're an active participant in your health, everything just goes better. You're going to have better outcomes, and that's, that's really what we all want. We want better outcomes, and we want to feel healthier, and we want to reverse our PCOS, and many of us want to get pregnant. Not me. I don't want to get pregnant. Um, <laughs> But but, uh, but I'm sure many people out there are struggling with that, and they really, you know, and they really now can take this into their own hands and don't feel like you don't have the power because you do, and you can contribute extremely strongly to your health journey. And I will tell you, just um, in, in summary, when someone comes to me as a patient, and they, they have a lot of information, and they've formulated a lot of good questions based on what they've learned... Um, you know what it forces me to spend more time with them to make sure that I've properly answered each and every one of their questions and 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 it gets me kind of excited because they're extremely motivated in their own health journey. So it's awesome. I love it. And I love what you're doing with all the information you're providing to people.
0: Oh, thanks so much Dr. Allen. And and you know I just that's why I love your company and what you're doing because it's so aligned with PCOS Diva and you know what I'm trying to you know teach women with PCOS to do is that we have so much control. You know when you're feeling like um, you know just, you just you don't have control of your body, you don't have control of your symptoms. You, know, you have to kind of step back and realize that yes, you know I do have the control and knowledge is power. And you know just take these small steps over time. And one of those is really. Um, taking control over your lab work and and i love that yourlabwork.com you know allows us to do that now
1: yeah well well i really really appreciate uh, you having me on today and if you ever want me back i'll come back
0: well i will take you up on that so i just want to thank everyone for listening today and i look forward to being with you again very soon If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at pcusdiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.